Hi there, my name is Daniel Hendrickson and I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel Palace Verdes. Now, my wife and our two kids just moved from Santa Barbara to Palace Verdes to plant this church uh, here this summer. And we have been here for about a month and have loved as we've immersed ourselves into this community, getting to know various people and enjoying, man, this beautiful place of the Palace Verdes Peninsula. And we are here because we believe that God has sent us. Um, I am originally from the South Bay area and for two generations back, I've had family that have lived here in Palos Verdes. And so God has called me to this place with my family and we're so excited to be here to plant a new work for the Lord called Calvary Chapel Palos Verdes. And so if you're joining us and whether it's because you're interested in getting connected to our church or maybe you're back in Santa Barbara and you're seeing what we're up to, we just are loving uh, the ways that we get to connect. Now, we obviously want to be able to have in-person gatherings and we have our sights set on when we'll be able to do that. But in the meantime, I thought, you know what? Why not just post some teachings online um, through the book of Colossians? And I love teaching God's word. And so together over the summer for 11 weeks, I'm gonna be teaching verse by verse through the book of Colossians. And so if you wanna join us each week, I'd love to have you connect. And uh, so let's do it. Let's just jump into it. If you have a Bible, open it up to Colossians chapter one. Today, I'm gonna be teaching from verses one through eight. So let me read the first portion that we are looking at right now. Uh, Colossians 1, beginning at verse 1, says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So right here we see a very typical blessing from Paul as he greets this church that he's writing to. Paul was an apostle, one who was born out of due time, who though at one point was persecuting, even killing Christians, ended up meeting Jesus, the resurrected Christ, and Jesus called him to himself to be an apostle. Paul was a sent one on behalf of Christ. And he had with him uh, Timothy, who was a beloved disciple and young pastor that Paul loved to have with him on his travels. Now, Paul was writing from the city of Rome because Paul was under uh, house arrest. Now, that might seem what it feels like for you to be uh, in your home for the last several months under quarantine. It might have felt like a house arrest. But Paul was under house arrest for the sake of preaching the gospel. And in 2 Timothy 2.9, Paul writes that though I am in chains, the gospel is not chained. And man, those words resonate for me during this time because though we've been quarantined and though we've been sheltering in place, the gospel is not quarantined. The gospel does not need to shelter in place, but needs to continue to make its way across the world. And so Paul, during this imprisonment, which was approximately two years, many believe between the time of 60 and 62 AD, Paul wrote several letters, which are included 
including Ephesians, Philippians, and Philemon. And so these letters are what we know in the New Testament as the prison letters. So how is it then that we are looking at this letter and, and, and somehow thinking that the time in which we're living in right now is not a time for the gospel to keep going out? This is so, uh, again, comforting to me because here's the thing. Paul, I'm sure, would have loved to rather visit Colossae or Ephesus or Philippi. He would have loved to see those believers face to face. But under the certain circumstances, Paul used whatever means he had available to him to continue to preach the gospel. And so even though I would rather plant a church by seeing people face to face, I'm using whatever means necessary right now to uh, continue in this work. And so, again, if you're joining, thank you. Um, Not the best means, but man, think about this. If Paul were to think of his circumstances and be like, you know what, writing a letter isn't as good as just seeing them face to face. What if Paul had not written these letters? We wouldn't have these New Testament writings. And anyways, making uh, a big point out of that, but it just, it brings comfort to me during this time. So this letter is from Paul and Timothy, and it's being written to the saints and faithful brethren that are in Colossae. Now, this letter was to be received by the the church in that region. And those in that region who were believers were called saints and brethren. Now, those are two great words to describe Christians. First, to be called a saint. Many people believe that a saint is something or someone who lived a really righteous life And years after their death, they somehow attain to a particular sainthood. That's not the Bible's idea of a saint. A saint is simply a believer in Jesus Christ. If you have trusted in him as your Lord, then you're a saint. You're also a brother or a sister, the brethren. Because see, we have a unique standing with Christ. Because Jesus, being the Son of God, he is our brother. God the Father sent his only Son, Jesus, to earth to adopt us as his children, thus making us brothers and sisters with Jesus and children of God. And so just two great ways to describe Christians here, saints and brethren. But notice before we move on that we're called saints and brethren in Christ. We only have these these special privileges, the standing, if we're in Christ. So Paul is writing to the saints and brethren in Colossae. And Colossians is unique because Paul had never actually visited this city. He never actually met these people that he was writing to, which is another great point for me, being a church planter in Palos Verdes, starting the church plant over a video. I am not meeting you face to face because of the circumstances, but oh man, how I cannot wait to meet face to face the saints 
in the brethren that will make up Calvary Chapel Palos Verdes. It just, oh, I just get so excited to think about all those that God would call to himself to make up this body of believers in this new local church that's being planted here. That's just exciting to me. So Paul was writing to them, though he had never met them, he had re received a report about them from a man named Epaphras. Now Epaphras was likely from Colossae, maybe even the founding pastor of the local church there. But Paul had come to Rome to visit the Apostle Paul while he was under house arrest and told them of what was happening at the church in this region. Now Colossae, being in Asia Minor, which is now modern day Turkey, um, was a city of rather, um, it was rather small and insignificant. And so why was Paul even writing to them? Well, he understood that there was some doctrines that were making their way around this region that were disastrous to these people's faith. And so he was writing to instruct them and to encourage them. Now, this teaching that was making its way around that region of Colossae was known as Gnosticism. Now, the Gnostics, if you just kind of boil down to its main tenet, is that they believed that all matter was evil. And so their idea of Jesus, if he was God, how could he become a man? Because to put on flesh and to become a human being would be to put on evil. And so they, they couldn't wrap their minds around the idea of Jesus being an actual physical 100% humanity. There was also mysticism and legalism and promiscuity that was making its way around this region. And Paul was writing to encourage them in the true and living gospel. Now, he saw in Colossae that there was sort of a salad bar of religion that was taking place where people were choosing a little bit of this and a little bit of that and making their own concoction for what they wanted to believe. And Paul said, you have to come through Jesus. And he's going to teach that Jesus is supreme, that Jesus is Lord. He's God. And so he says to them, grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Just another Typical greeting, one that I just love is just seeing the, the order of that blessing. Grace coming before peace. Because listen, guys, you cannot have peace in your life. No matter where you look and where you search, you can't have peace in your life unless you've received the grace of God. And so then verse 3, it says, We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Paul was just praying these prayers of thanksgiving for the Christians that were in Colossae. So let's read now the rest of the portion that we'll consider today that will tell us about what Paul had heard, the report he'd received about these Christians in Colossae. Now at verse 4. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has also in all the world and is bringing forth fruit as it also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. As you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us 
your love in the Spirit. So in verse 4, Paul is just thanking God for what he'd heard about these believers in Colossae. He heard, one, that they had faith in Jesus, and two, that they had love for all the saints. Now, if those are just two things to have known about you, those are two great things. Jesus said, uh, all of the law and the prophets hinges on these two commandments, to love God and to love your neighbor. If you got those two things down, if you're loving God and if you're loving people, you're doing pretty well in life. Now, he's encouraging them in their love, their love for God and their love for people. And he knows that this love is being spring forth because of the hope that was laid up for them in heaven. See, to have a love for God and to have a love for people is going to be so much more robust and effective if you have an internal hope of heaven in your heart. And that's what these Colossians had. And so they had this eternal perspective so that their faith and their love had become contagious. Now, we know quite a bit about things being contagious right now. Uh, we know from media that things can so quickly go viral. We know from the pandemic that we've been living in that these diseases can spread all the way across the globe. And we've taken great precautions that the contagious element of the coronavirus, of COVID-19, would not spread. And, and Paul understood something about the gospel that they had received. The way he describes the gospel was the, the word of the truth of the gospel that had spread. And we have to think about this for a moment. I mean, do you realize that the gospel, starting just with the person and the work of Jesus, I mean, he called 12 disciples to himself, whom he made apostles. And he also had within that uh, 70 disciples, an even larger circle, 120 disciples. We move into Pentecost where there were 120 disciples that were gathered that received the Holy Spirit at the day of Pentecost. And then on that day, 3,000 people were saved. We know that when Jesus resurrected, he appeared to over 500 witnesses. So, I mean, that was sort of the, the origin of the gospel. But to think then of how it spread throughout the book of Acts, making its way all across the globe, making its way here even to Palos Verdes, California in 2020. Now, the gospel has been here in Palos Verdes, uh, but I believe that in this time, the word of God and the power of the gospel needs to be continually preached. Now, there are many great churches in this area, and I'm happy just to bring another voice, another local church to this region that more might be able to hear the good message that is the gospel. But we just think about this contagious element of the gospel. That when one person's life gets touched by Jesus, that that has an effect upon um, many other people. Uh, have you ever had um, that one, what do you call it, 
group activity, a group activity where you have a ball of yarn and you hold the ball and then you throw it to somebody across the room and they catch it and they hold the string and then they throw it to somebody else and then it just keeps going and, and around and around and around and then you've got this whole web of yarn that connects everybody together. And that's the visual picture that I have when I think about how the gospel has spread across uh, two millennia uh, to reach all across points of the earth, back and forth many different times across the globe. And that's what's being shared right now, the word of the truth of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Jesus, fully God, fully man, Jesus left heaven, came to earth, lived a perfect and sinless life, because we haven't. And Jesus went to the cross to die for sins. And he rose from the dead because he gave that resurrection receipt to say, your sins have been paid in full. And that's the good news of the gospel. That's the word of the truth of the gospel that the Colossians had received, that Paul was calling them back to remember. And that's the word of the truth of the gospel that I received when I was 17. And now I'm bringing back to a place where for two generations of my family go back, didn't really have that much of a resounding sound of the gospel in this community. And so I'm just looking forward to be one sent an ambassador for Jesus to bring the gospel to this community. And so in verse 7, we read, As you also learn from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. That's what I intend to be. I intend to be like Epaphras, one who is just a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. And so if I've been a blessing to you today, just to bring a little bit of the truth of Jesus into your home, uh, that's good for me. But here's what I just want to leave you with, is that this message that we've received, the word of the truth of the gospel. By the way, those are just three great ways to describe the message of Jesus. They all testify of who he is and his goodness in our lives. But my hope and my prayer for you, as I even, again, having not met who will be of the body of believers at Calvary Chapel Palestrades, my heart overflows with thanksgiving to think of those that will, that will love Jesus, that will know him and be known by him, that we'll have a community of believers where we'll know each other well and we'll serve and love each other. And then, guys, that we will make Jesus known. I hope you would continue to join us each week as we look in the book of Colossians. I'm excited about the teachings that are in here. And anyways, what I just want to close with is that Jesus loves you. And I'm so excited to be in Palace of Verdes bringing this message at this time. God bless you guys.